Well, here we are indeed. Yet another week of the read. I am Wome Masako. Yes, and I am Bessie Smith. This is the read. Thanks for coming back. Yes, indeed, folks. Welcome back. Hope you're well or not. But yeah. yeah hopefully. Hopefully you're you're doing all right. Giving it the best that you've got. Um let's start with some black excellence this week. Two exemplary history making black people to mention. First is Jalen McGee Rodriguez, who's making history as the first openly gay black man to ever be elected to any seat in office in Texas ever. Wow. Okay. I could, I, that makes sense, actually. Yeah. Not surprised by that, but wow. Okay. Should be, but not <laughs> true. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Well, Jalen is 26 years old, and he is representing District 2 for the San Antonio City Council now. Yeah, okay. And uh, he tweeted, we did it. Thank you to my wonderful and supportive husband and family, the amazing team that had my back every step of the way, every friend who supported me, and every voter who placed their trust in me. Thank you. <clears throat> you can call him Councilman. Jalen Mickey Rodriguez now. He's a former math teacher and says here his first order of business is creating a more equitable budget for the district. He hopes that his election opens doors for many others and is proof that everyone deserves representation. So shout out to you, brother in arms. Yeah. That's not what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but we know what you meant. So yeah, shout out and congratulations. Um, also, forgot to mention this uh, last week. Uh, curse me and take away all of my cards. Uh, Shelly Ann Fraser-Price. Olympic sprinter, Jamaican queen, overall badass, oh. and now the fastest living woman. Um Oh, okay. Shut me up. <laughs> so Mama had a hundred meter uh, run during a meet in Kingston, Jamaica, you know, the place, the island. <laughs> um the moment. And she clocked in at 10.63 seconds, 100 meters. Uh, this makes it the fastest record, recorded time since Flojo <laughs> in like 88. Go off. <laughs> so I don't know like what's going on with the Tokyo games right now. I haven't really been keeping up. Um, so I don't know if she's like participated in anything there yet. I know that she took a break because she became a mommy. And she has a little boy, I believe now, and jumped right back in the game and was like, yeah, no, I didn't expect to come here and do, (laughs) you know, anything more than my job. No pressure. But that was the goal. And she was very excited about it. So another Jamaican just (laughs) breaking the sound barrier. That's right. Being the absolute best. And I just looked it up. It says here that. If she wins um, at the Olympics, she'll be the oldest woman to win an individual Olympic sprint title at 34 years old. So, wow. That's just, I mean, that's kind of like a a lot of pressure. And like you said, I'm not really sure what's going on with the Olympics. I think I heard that the workers are like about to go on strike or something. Oh, hell. Right. Uh, And apparently it's like behind COVID concerns. That's what I guess. Valid. So. So it might not even be no damn Olympics, but if so, you know, they keep your eye out for this young woman. I mean, you probably gonna have to. 
Don't blame. I mean, and you're going to have to, right, hey, keep them focused, girl, because <laughs> <laughs> what is this sprint? How 100 meters in 10.6 seconds, girl? Shut the fuck How? up. How? I can't even make it out this room in 10.3. Like what? It take me ten point six seconds to decide if I'm gonna get my ass out of bed in the morning. Uh, I mean, at least at the bare minimum, let's like to cut my alarm off, challenge. This lady don't win a hundred damn meters, so yeah, not surprised that Jamaica, you know, wins again. Hey, <laughs> yo, people. <laughs> hey, y'all. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work life balance can be tough. Okay, if anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know Kid Fury and Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. So let's move on. To our pop culture and hot tops and Spike Lee's get on the bus. So I heard that. I just want you to know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Not much to discuss this week. Let's see. T-Pain appeared on the 85 South show where he mentioned uh, back in 2007 how he basically got curved uh, by Nicki Minaj. He reached out to get a little verse from her, and she essentially said, I'm working on my own damn music, sis. Chill the fuck out. And oh, the, all right. <laughs> and the collaboration never came uh, to be, obviously, but he's still a, a fan and joked that maybe he was in love with her because it wasn't malicious or rude. <laughs> he understood 
as an artist. She responded to this post on the shade room and said, I don't remember this at all, but it definitely sounded like something I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. OMG. This is too relatable. Yeah, it does. Yeah. OMG, what was I thinking? He was already a really big artist. I was still underground. Child used to be bugging. I was under so much pressure to deliver. My bad, babe. All of I have nothing but respect for your talent. And thank you and Kanye for clearing Go Hard for Beam Me Up Scotty last month. Listening to you over and over on that record taught me so much about harmonies and background vocals. Your vocals on that song alone are goaded for life. I listen to every single detail at T-Pain. I just love that T-Pain is getting uh, flowers. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. I think that he deserves it. He, for the most part, stays out of the way. He's relatively free thinking and not too much of a fuck nigga from my perspective. I could be wrong. Uh, and he's always given us uh, really fun, conceptualized hood <laughs> records that then have, right. you know, these delectable harmonies and, and things on it, auto-tune or not. And so, yeah, the music has always been fun. And I feel like mm. even though niggas clowned auto tune for a while, <laughs> like there was a solid stretch while y'all act, where I, y'all acted like T-Pain was trash for that. Like the shit still goes off. So, yeah, I'm glad to see him still getting like recognition for his talent and the things that he's done. I feel like somewhere vaguely in the ma- in the back of my mind, there's like. He he said something about COVID being fake or something like that, but I'm gonna leave that alone. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just leave that alone and um say that I appreciate Nikki for first of all being fucking real about <laughs> the fact that she was like, I don't remember it, but it do sound like Yeah, me, I'm so. not even going to can't swear that I didn't say yeah. it. Won't call <laughs> um, you and a liar. Then also yeah, just showing that um, attention to detail because I guess I didn't even really, really realize that um, Kanye and T Pain had to clear that sample for the mixtape. Yeah, I kind of yeah. forgot about that until she mentioned it. Right. So you know, just the the artistry jumping right on out and the musicianship on display. So I like to see it. I would not mind a collaboration. All the same, folks. Oh, like one right now. Yeah, why the fuck not? They could still do a song um, together. I mean, yeah. Might be even better than it would have back then. Perhaps. I mean, you never know. I, I don't know that I would say all that, but I would listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> they were both kind of like peak. I don't know what T-Pain was giving to that. I feel like 2007 is pretty early. That was super early for Nikki, though. That was like the beginning. Right, right. That was like baby Nikki, so. Yeah. Huh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Part of me feels like I may have preferred whatever they came together and made back then over whatever could possibly come out now. But mm-hmm. like I said, it's not like I wouldn't listen to it if you told me it was coming out. I would try it. So <laughs> might like it. Well, Megan the Stallion, or better yet, uh, Tina Snow has returned, as he mentioned. Her new record and video, Thought Shit, is now out and available on YouTube. Number one trending for a while on the platform. Mm. I think Twitter as well. Um, Not shocked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of people discussing the video, which is basically it just features a bunch of butt cheeks 
and Megan, and then like this concept of you know dirty, weasley, wrinkly old white politicians that condemn uh, women that own their sexuality. Mm-hmm. I was actually the video made me uncomfortable um, due to some of the the skin, um, but not from any of the women. I didn't. <laughs> care to Accurate. see <laughs> that butt naked white man in his tidy whities running around for too much mm-hmm. of that yeah right. i don't care what y'all want to see you say whatever the fuck you want to about it body shaming or not i didn't like it i didn't like it there's something about like even at the top of the video like when the very clearly racist annoying misogynistic politician is like unbuttoning his pants as if he's about to like jack off in his office or whatever yeah, spoilers like i guess <laughs> i was immediately like oh i don't know if i can watch this <laughs> like, I, I knew titties and ass were coming and i was like oh yeah sure sign me up but as soon as like you know governor desantis was like oh hey, I'm going to be nude in the video as well. Yeah, no, thank you. Like, I would pretty much prefer to never see white men doing anything sexually suggestive or in any state of undress. Like, you can actually keep all of that far the fuck away from me. But I knew as soon as I heard the song, I was like, okay, yeah, this is a bop. Like, yeah, I like And song. I knew it was going to be ass and twerking all in the video because how the hell would it not? Like, it's called thought shit. So, Period. of course. Period. And this is what Megan does. So. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm proud of her. I love the little teaser thing that she put out um, before the song came out with the, the robot mental shit. health checklist and all that. Yes. And the knees and all that. I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we talked about that last week, but mm-hmm. I loved that. And I feel like the song is living right on up to it. So, you know, all I need now is a socially distant day party where I can... <laughs> Mm. go drink and turn up and, oh, and feel comfortable and have a good right i mean because they won't be distanced no. but they will be outdoors mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe. you know i'm vaccinated i might pray about it but um what else you got yeah, i love seeing megan win don't do this please don't tell me i'm on mute no oh okay oh my god i said what else do you have besides your prayer and your vaccine <laughs> I thought you were doing the fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And then what? Oh no, that would have been way more like overt and bl- yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, I swear to God, I did not press the button times. this time, man. Leave me alone. Shit. Yeah. No. I I really do want to go out again. Like I want to go to parties. I want to socialize. I just, I don't know. My, I'm not comfortable yet. I'm just not. But I'm getting there. That's all that matters. It's on yeah, your time. I'm working I on said it. I'm working on it. <laughs> all last year that this, um, the Pantene Pro-V has had to have created so many new, like, germaphobes and mm-hmm. <laughs> people. What's the phobia that... Um, Sheila from Shameless Eyes. Is it a gore? It's not agoraphobia, is it? Is it the one where you don't want to go outside? Yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and whatever, like a fear of crowds is. It's like as soon as too many people get around me, like more than three people are around me, I'm like, oh, ho, ho, wait, 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 whoa, whoa, mm. everybody, slow down and back up. It's too many different organisms living and breathing in my same space so mm. somebody's gonna have to move and if not y'all then me so 
but I'm getting there. You know, I've been like actually leaving my house multiple times a day. So <laughs> eventually I will get there. I will. We all will. Well, those of us that would like to, I guess. Oh, um, <laughs> Megan also did a YouTube Q&A in promotion of the song, which sounds like one of the most terrifying things and unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Sounds like hell. I don't. Of, uh-uh. and, a live Q&A on YouTube? Right, and, and of the places. As if anyone on YouTube says anything kind. Right. I'm like, this is one of the worst platforms. <laughs> you might as well win live on Facebook. Um, But I guess the hotties were relatively cool. One of y'all niggas asked her when she was getting married or if she was getting married, though, Um, to her latest boyfriend, cool. rapper slash ghostwriter, partisan. Fontaine. She said, I'm not gonna mar- get married right now. And she seemed very uh <laughs> sincere about that. She said she yeah. does want to marry him though, but not any fucking time soon. Stick with that, young yep. lady. Mm-hmm, y'all just started y'all, kicking it. You know, right, exactly. You got plenty of time. So <laughs> just continue to enjoy yourself. I hope he's treating you the way you deserve. <clears throat> um so, Lori Harvey did an interview, but apparently she does. What? Yeah. <laughs> to talk about what? Being fine, having money. <laughs> I'm sorry, an interview with who? Uh, bustle.com. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. A website. Yeah. <laughs> Not, <laughs> fuck I thought Ellen. you meant like Vanity Fair. <laughs> yeah, no. <clears throat> okay. Um... But yeah, I being gorgeous and fashion and um, dating Michael B. Jordan were among the topics. Marjorie and Steve, you know the huge. Yeah, you know. Um, but the reason that this interview uh, made most of the petty headlines uh, this past week uh, is because one of the quotes is being used as a response to futures. Petty line at that that new song Maybach shit. Oh right, he mentioned it where he says on the song, "Tell Steve Harvey I don't want her" or whatever. And then there was like some right. director's cut that they released on TikTok where he disses <laughs> her some more. Oh man! <clears throat> so the quote here at the end of the interview um, basically just talks about how Lori doesn't really spend much time. You know, going back and forth or immersing herself in fuckery and scandal. Smart. And that her followers, or she feels like her followers may relate to that more than any of the other things. Like being pretty and rich. <laughs> yeah. That's probably the thing, girl. Wait a minute. <laughs> um, She said these hoes don't look like me, nor do they shop like me. But... <laughs> Perhaps we all have shitty exes. She said, I think they get from me that I try to just not let any type of negativity or rumors or anything like that make me stoop down to that level and go back and forth with it or whatever. Just maintain my position of I know who I am. I know what's going on. I just try to stay up here and take the high road in every situation. So I think that Mm -hmm. would probably be what they get from me because I'm private. So I like to just give enough. So... This uh, headline went up after this song comes out. The interview came out after the song because it's mentioned 
it's mentioned prior to the same okay. quote. <clears throat> However, I think one thing that people left out when they were discussing it on blogs and shit is that it clearly says here that this was a part of the conversation during the interview prior to the song. So this was not something that she... This wasn't a response to Future or anybody else in particular. It's Mm -hmm. just something that has been used as if it is a response to him. So... Right. So the interview was conducted before the song came out, but the interview wasn't published till after the song came out. Right. So they mention it, but they clearly say here, her silence, she suggested during our conversation, is what millions of followers might relate to most but it also says a week after we talk is when the song came out um okay so i already enjoy the fact that i don't know anything about like i don't know what her voice sounds like i'm not even interested no shade like (laughs) i like the fact that she's just like oh yeah i look good or whatever and yep (laughs) <laughs> I fly private, I, I guess. I'm fine. <laughs> all these niggas want me. I'm like, mm, yeah, whatever. And like, and like, that's it. And she dates who she wants, and she goes wherever the fuck, and 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 that's just about it. And now she's dating yeah. Creed, and the whole future thing to me, it. I don't remember if I said this, but it felt more like uh, uh Mr. Hightower beef, and less oh, like. <laughs> It felt like Steve cleared it. Like Steve said, you tell that bleach dreadheaded fuck nigga to beat it and you do it today. Do you hear me? <laughs> Cuz he told he told oh Alan he cleared every single one of them niggas he ain't like he told them niggas to beat it and they all did and he said you can't oh, find really? you can't find nothing wrong with Creed. So Oh, that's right. He did say that. Killmonger can stay. Yeah, so you're probably right. It probably was, it was like a convenient way to get at Steve by going through his stepdaughter or adopted daughter or whatever. It was probably like, that's probably exactly what the motivation was here. I just love that she was like, you know, what's relatable about me, because it's clearly not anything about my appearance or my day-to-day lifestyle. And What's relatable is that my exes talk shit about me too. And I just be ignoring them dumb niggas the same way you girls should. Because it's better up here. The weather's better. I'm happier. Shit is more peaceful. So like She literally said up here. <laughs> Did she really? Shut yes. Up. Oh my Would God. Would you like me to read it again? <laughs> Please do. <laughs> I just try to stay up here and oh take God. the high road in every situation. <laughs> oh, up here the high road. Okay. Cause I was thinking up here like <laughs> Like, like thirty thousand feet like in upper, private yes, like, jet. That is well, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like private jet, thirty thousand feet. Yes, she so. says. So I think that would probably be what they get for me because I am private. You have to read between the lines here. She's not talking about the high road. She's talking about the high skies. <laughs> See, she's not private. She flies private. Get into it. I'm not mad at this. I mean, like. And this is honestly, I know that y'all prefer drama and mess, but this is the way more people should handle bullshit coming from exes, especially exes. Like, we are no longer together for a reason. So why you still feel the need to have something to say about me or (laughs) name drop my daddy is truly beyond all understanding. Right. 
why don't you move on and parent one of them 18,000 children you got running around Atlanta and oh. scattered across the country? Why don't you do that? I don't know. What's stopping you from that? What's stopping you from being a dad? Father's Day is in a week. Onyx. Go go take some flights. JR Crickets. Get some selfies so that you can make your one post. And, Magic and City. And don't worry about me and what I'm doing. King of Diamonds. Please, please. Probably Balenciaga. Oh, man. They all over the place. What you mean? Future probably got a baby mama work at Coca-Cola, work at the aquarium, work at CNN, work at the CDC. I wouldn't be shocked at all. No, he does not have a baby so, mama. Oh, he does. I, I forget CDC is right there in Atlanta. He's probably got five there. All that shit. All that shit. So, yeah, that grown ass man. Needs to move on with his life. Find some other priority. Yes, he's got a girlfriend. They're both in relationships. Oh, right. And that was a whole nother thing. Like, <laughs> I have a feeling this girl didn't leave him for still being obsessed with his no. ex. I have a feeling she did not. I don't not. think yeah, so. Okay. But I think That's that we, luck with that. we've also established that we're a bit outside of like rich ratchet lifestylings. You know, we're old gay <laughs> <laughs> home-bodied freaks i mean that's true and so like we're the same way that like when uzi was was um calling um jt his bat and (laughs) (laughs) or wait (laughs) wait he was using like the bat emoji i guess it's like (laughs) dark You said it. (laughs) Whatever. Like, he was using the bat emoji, like, as his, like, (laughs) term of endearment or whatever. And then the other one, Karisha Baby Father, called her a bitch every three seconds. And the internet was like, no, they like that. Like, y'all are old. Like, this is young ghetto (laughs) love. Like, that's this isn't a, a problem. Leave them alone. And I was like, oh, okay. So... Future's girlfriend probably loves the diss, or the little slight, like, yeah. But that don't have, girl, that don't Tell have nothing Steve to do Harvey, with you, though. He don't like, wanna. <laughs> I'm guessing. Maybe she didn't like it. <laughs> I mean, she may have. Somebody did have to tell me what that bad emoji meant. And she said that some nigga sent her the same thing and she had to ask. But I forgot just that quick. Oh, what yeah. She stood for. It was something like, you so fine, I can see you in the dark. Or What? Because you know bats can see in the dark. But they can't. Oh, I thought they could. No. Well, now I really don't know. <laughs> Maybe it was your vibe is so strong. My radar is that nah, niggas don't think that deep. So <laughs> I don't remember what it stood for. And and I'm fine with being the old bitch who is not like up on whatever the hell kids are talking about. That's not a problem. But <laughs> some of this shit, like, I just... I I want future's big grown ass, my same age ass nigga. I want him to move on from whatever that young girl is doing with her life and focus on his big grown nigga daddy ass duties. That's what I would like to see. Future is not young. Everybody yeah. else you just named is young. Oh, bats can see at night. Oh, see there. They use so echolocation maybe- to see in the dark. Which is not seeing, it's hearing. But is it? Well shit, don't give me the lion, but let me just Google bat emoji for nigga purposes. Yeah, one of y'all explained that to me as well and I forgot because I just realized it didn't apply to my life and it's none of my business. (laughs) And I should just let people enjoy themselves. Wait, does it mean big ass titties? 
That's not what I was told, <laughs> but I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it alone. I swear to God, I don't want to. I'm mad because I sat and I'm like, wait, does it? But I don't think that's what y'all told me. No, and then that would that even do? J, do JT have big titties? I think JT does have big titties. Oh, okay. But I don't so think that's what it means. Child. I think I just I processed it as Dark Knight and him just saying that she's pretty because she's all like, right. He likes her darkness, or maybe that she's goth. I don't fucking know. Whatever. This is maybe he likes her Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> I am so sorry. It was great. Um, <laughs> leave me alone. Good luck to everybody involved. I don't even remember what the fuck we were talking about. All the young people involved. Um, Floyd Mayweather is offering a hundred thousand dollar reward uh, for someone to uh, pass information uh, in connection to a robbery that took place. Or a, oh, uh, a burglarization, rather. Those are different things. And one of his homes in Vegas. I don't know how he seems to get robbed or burglarized so often, but... Yeah, what, have you heard, not heard of a security system? A what? Too many niggas got the code. A what? I was about to say, do he not have a security system, but maybe too many niggas got the code? I swear I thought you said a sangria system. And what the hell is a sangria system? That's what the fuck I wanted to know. <laughs> you thought later, tell me more about this sangria. I was like, is that an app? <laughs> <laughs> he posted just two days ago after, you know, I guess collecting a bunch of money from that scam ass fight. One's home is their sanctuary. Place of peace, relaxation, and comfort. It's true. Lisa should be. That's what my mama said. Yeah. When someone violates that sanctuary, it is disturbing and hurtful. There's such an easy joke here, and I'm not even going to do it because it's low-hanging fruit. One of my homes was burglarized in Las Vegas. They stole my valuable handbags. Oh, no. They stole many valuable handbags. And other belongings of substantial value. I am offering at least $100,000 reward for information that leads to the return of my belongings. The level of disrespect and greed it takes for someone to do this is unfathomable. What? (laughs) Greed? How do you know somebody, how do you know the person who robbed you is greedy? I don't know. Maybe they rob them a lot. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Um, Thank you. Thank you for to anyone who comes forward with any information. (laughs) God bless. And then he posted Uh, a whole bunch of strip club bands with a $100,000 reward. See, see. Over the front of it, like the price is right. Like the font is giving, like, oh my god, uh, what was that show called? The Fabulous Life of where they used to just tell you everybody's checking and savings. Oh, the lifestyles of the rich and famous, yeah. That, that fucking beach one show, there would be like, oh, 
I would right. have that British man with that with that weird ass voice where he would be like, Beyonce and Jay Z spent yeah. five million dollars. Fabulous. <laughs> like why yeah. is he talking like that? It's not even an accent. I remember it's that. Like, why is he speaking that way? Yeah. I uh, actually remember that show. Instagram killed that show. The end show. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't bring it back. Yeah. We are poor. Um, well, I appreciate that this wasn't posted on the notes app. It was, it, that he used maybe some sort of, maybe there's like an, an apology app that just exists now where you are like a, maybe there's an app called Soapbox where you just, have all kinds of backgrounds and fonts you could do, or maybe I mean, this he, is might, a he might have just typed it right there on Instagram. Right, right? <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. He might have just opened it up and started a text box and wrote it out right there on Instagram. <laughs> he didn't write this, but <laughs> you know, fine. And whoever is taking his things, you stop that, you scamp. <laughs> <laughs> And that's as much energy as I can muster towards it because I do not care that y'all are robbing Floyd Mayweather at all. That nigga is ridiculously rich and a terrible person on top of that. <laughs> I don't give one fuck that y'all are taking from that nigga. It's kind of Please hard continue. to be like, oh my goodness, his valuable handbags when, when you know that at he one was- of his homes. <laughs> <laughs> when you know that he is like infamous for eating his breakfast off of right. a, off of like a stack of Benjamins, while exactly. while strippers in in Benjamin bikinis are shaking their butt cheeks <laughs> next to his omelet or whatever, it's like yeah, leave us alone. I've seen you like waste money and and flaunt it which is like fine that's your prerogative it is what it is but i'm not gonna like oh my goodness floyd mayweather i would probably just say look around your circle (laughs) seriously yeah i mean for real because there's no way you don't have (laughs) security systems or sangria systems however you think that works you gotta have something in your house which means that the people that you trust to be around you are probably robbing you. Like, maybe because regular everyday ass niggas is probably not going to be able to break into your multi million dollar home and get away with it. Unless you are just fool enough to not have no cameras, which I, again, I can't fathom that. But Floyd Mayweather, you need to file a police report and leave the rest of us the fuck out of this. <laughs> Was somebody supposed to feel bad? Your home is your sanctuary. That applies to people who have one home. <laughs> When you have more than one home, you have to pick a sanctuary. It can't all be a sanctuary. <laughs> Anywhere could be your sanctuary, nigga. Right. No, at that point, that's a vacation unit. You know when, a when I'm in town unit. That's not your main home, like your primary living residence. You know and if when, it is. <laughs> you know when your home is your fucking sanctuary? Well, you don't when have anywhere else to that's go. That's right. When there is nowhere else to go, when legally nobody else has to let you indoors, <laughs> then you are home. This is not no fucking sanctuary for you. And if it is, then you need to do a better job of protecting it. How you got all that money and and don't give a fuck about security? 
I mean, who knows? I don't know how the robbery took place or whatnot. I would you he has to have some sort of security system, which is another part of the reason why I'm sitting here assuming it's somebody that knows the codes or has access to the building. That's what or something I'm saying because like random people can't get in. Like this has to be an inside job somehow. And I think you got too many niggas around you. Either that or you letting the niggas around you bring too many niggas around them. It's something though. It's a breach somewhere. Sometimes so it's kind of so. like how. Remember how girls kept magically ending up in Chris Brown's house? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, And it's like, yes, they need to leave you alone. Like, you know, technically, morally, perhaps no one should rob you, although that is deba- debatable. But <laughs> how? Why is it this easy to get into Chris Brown's house? <laughs> because he puts his address on Instagram <laughs> when he's having a yard sale. <laughs> Chris Brown be like, I got some leftover graphic novels I'm done reading. If you guys want to come pick them up, it's 555 North Lake. <laughs> what? Like, nigga, you can't just be doing this. You're and famous. Like, and why are regular ass people allowed inside the gate? It just don't, it just don't make sense. Like, do you know how famous you are? Do you realize what a threat this is? So, yeah, I mean, either way, he need to tighten it up, but I'm not seeing anything that's my concern. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people no are also, like, <laughs> infamous for having parties that anybody See, comes to. And, like, men. What I just, like, when you're the Chris Browns and the Drakes and a lot of these other people, I want to assume sometimes you can. And sometimes you probably can't help it when it's like, all right, I'm having a pool party. And I'm like inviting my niggas. They're gonna invite such and such and such, and then someone is gonna be like, "Oh, we're going to Chris Brown's house." Like it's regular people have issues where you have people crash your fucking functions. All y'all do. So when it's like a huge celebrity that has a mansion or whatever, yeah, I'm sure it's you know regular for them to have people in their house. But then you have people, yes, like a Chris Brown and others. That you would think the amount of stories of fuck shit that come out of this, it would be like, no one may come to my home. (laughs) Right. Ever. Bitch, you need to start running out halls like like the hood does. (laughs) Run out a community center and take it back to Mm -hmm. your roots. You can have a pool party somewhere else. And I I get like impromptu shit. Y'all coming home from the club or whatever. It's not that I don't understand. I just think that I am already so particular about my home and who's allowed in it and who's allowed to even know where I live that (laughs) I just can't fathom letting countless strangers inside the place. But again, you know, this is my one and only home. This is Mm. the only place I have. So perhaps I'm a little bit more protective over it than Floyd Mayweather is what he is. You should just go to a different one. It's not like you you have to stay there and feel unsafe. Mm. Pick another one of your houses and go there. I don't feel bad. I hope you find your gowns. I mean, I don't. I hope somebody who really needed the money took them <laughs> and flipped them. And I hope they're doing a lot better now. Um, Chrisette Michelle appeared on the Terrell show uh, this past week. Popular YouTube program featuring some of your favorite oh, voices i forgot that was coming out mm-hmm. <laughs> oh we uh... she spoke about the inauguration of course <laughs> Doro was not gonna let her know i mean wow, you girl she knew right you knew <laughs> um but yeah she reiterated it was the wrong thing to do she said that um when you're trying to be validated you will be quickly rejected which i enjoyed as a quote um, 
And ultimately, she was just kind of, I think, to paraphrase a bit full of herself and wanted to, like, contribute in a wholly unnecessary and mostly damaging way and Mm -hmm. seems to regret it. I bet. Um, I mean, you kind of have to be out of your damn tonight. (laughs) Um, Of all the motherfuckers. So, yeah, I watched this... uh, a clip of that before the podcast. I haven't got to the actual <laughs> singing yet, but I will look at that part later. Uh, I mean, we know that's good. <laughs> yeah, she can always <laughs> sing. Like, there's that. Whether that was quality was never up for debate. I mean, but I did want to hear her talk about this. No shade. I haven't heard her sing in a minute. Um. Well, now has anybody? And I have her music. I have her albums. <laughs> She's like, mm-hmm. she was one of my faves. At one point, um, I'm hoping that she can step her herself back into the game, and I just feel like we—it's much easier for us to dash away, uh, black women that fuck up. Um, mm, you mean like as a society? <laughs> society, society don't really give a fuck about black women in general. I'm talking about us. Like, I think that like. Black, like me and you. No, black people. Like I feel like oh. we're much like less forgiving when it comes to Oh, definitely. Yeah. You definitely. know, our moms and sisters and aunties and cousins mm-hmm. fucking up then Oh yeah, because niggas still let Kanye make it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like sometimes you deserve um the black spinal cord. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Like, I meant that in, like, us turning our back on you. I don't know why it came out Incredible. That way. <laughs> I'm so tired. The black spinal cord. I will jot that down. <laughs> Sometimes you just need that Negro spine. That Negro spine. Yeah, mm-hmm. like... Sometimes you got to get raised. Sometimes you got to get shunned. Sometimes you have to, you know, she said she doesn't regret it. Taught her a lot by herself. Um, But yeah, I think that there are like niggas that not only fuck up constantly, have like no self-awareness. Oh yeah, zero. No like regret. No nothing. No compassion. Uh, no desire to do anything differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and niggas will still be, well, I like his songs or I like his games or I <laughs> like his whatever, his comedy or whatnot. And they still get scraped up and it's like, all right, cool, like, fine. And yeah. I think that in general, I have no problem with us again us as a community holding one another accountable, you know, and being like, Oh no, girl, you got us fucked up. But also like with intent and with a destination and, and like, I'm all for like the rehabilitation of black fuck ups and, you know, us being like, yes, sis, you did fuck up. Have you figured out the ways? (laughs) And lifting these people up if they have and if they are accepting of that. Because, like, not everybody is. Like I said, a lot of people fuck up and they're just like, you're the problem, bitch. Like, I don't understand why you mad at me. So, time will tell. I mean, it sounds like she 
learned from this experience, which I don't see how you couldn't honestly yeah. have to be like really obtuse, deliberately so, yeah, in order to have not <laughs> gleaned anything from this experience. Um, but I don't. It's interesting because you're right. Like we we fellow blacks are much harder on black women than we are on black men. That's true. But usually, no, I'm not even gonna say usually. I'll say in this specific circumstance. Chrisette Michelle deserved every bit of what she got. Absolutely. It's just that niggas, niggas deserve that same energy and they don't get it. Yeah. It's not that we should have been easier on her. It's that we need to be this way across the board. Exactly. <laughs> like, and y'all just refuse to do that for men. And I don't really, like, I get that it's patriarchy or whatever, but I don't really, like, in my soul understand that because I don't know how you can see the things niggas do and just act like they don't exist. But. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> it's not that it was like, oh, well, she didn't deserve... No, she absolutely did. But she deserved it. Yeah, she deserved it. It should be giving that kind of energy across the board when anybody does right. something that is like this damaging or just completely stands in the face of our advancement, our like preservation, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but not just that. It's like you will have situations... Where black women would be like, yeah, I fucked up and I understand that I've learned that it may not always be genuine. I think it's, you know, up to mm-hmm. each individual person to decide how they feel. There'll probably be some people that will never be Chrisette Michelle fans ever again. It's probably some that were likely the ones that were really big Chrisette Michelle fans because mm-hmm. you would likely be the most disappointed. Right. But I don't know. Either way, I just feel like it's yeah. much harder, I think. Um, for women who have seemingly learned from their fuck-ups or their mistakes to be like, it's all good, girl. Like, we're glad that you have at least arrived <laughs> where you needed right. to. you've learned something from this, you know. Versus like... out of office, but yep, you learned. <laughs> versus like niggas who are like actively destructive or violent or whatever and never really even have to deal with this in many cases because no right. one takes them to task but then yep. you'll have like the bill cosby's and the r kelly's and stuff where it's still motherfuckers that are like well what's the issue have you not right. heard step in the name of love what's your problem and argue you down about it like it's something wrong with you for being like i just feel like we ought not support you know these blatant long time abusers and y'all be like don't understand why you being so crazy bitch that's why bitches is crazy i was outside yesterday and this lady drove by me with her windows all the way down playing some class like blasting r kelly like blasting it and in my mind i was like this feels like a political statement (laughs) 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 If it was, if it, the statement was, I am unvaccinated You're, and I am not wearing a mask. Well, yeah. I feel like that Venn diagram is a circle, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I mean, but there are also lots of times where we are unduly harsh on black women for quote unquote, like mistakes or wrongdoings that like are just not even considered an issue or a problem. Like nobody blinks Mm. if a man is in the exact same situation. Like if a woman don't have custody of her kids or something like that, 
it's automatically like, well, damn, bitch, what's wrong with you? What the fuck kind of woman don't have custody of her kids or something? But we just freely accept men <laughs> not having custody of their children or seeing them niggas once a month or something. It's like, you know, he a good daddy. He tried. It's like, well, damn, you don't know. These people's situation, you know, it's just like women are automatically held to this higher standard of being. And that is fucked up. But at the same time, she thought she was going to put on that Basquiat skirt. Yeah, it was very brazen. And go sing for Trump and and facilitate some kind of change. I still don't know her motivation, but I'm sure now she has seen the error of her ways. So, you good know, luck. good luck. Chris said, yep. I mean, I'm not going to hold it against you, but I'm not nobody. So, <laughs> good luck. I don't have a hell for niggas. you, girl. I mean, neither one to put you in. Um, surprising absolutely no one. Medea's bike. What? You yeah, that farewell tour wasn't really a farewell. Now tour. you know damn the fuck well. <laughs> Tyler started missing that costume. That child. was just another way of him saying, "Oh, I hate the bodysuit. I'm so tired of playing Medea." Mm-hmm. Okay, like Medea does not line your pockets. You know that she. The listen, Facebook Live loves. Some. I mean, yeah, and it's not like Tyler was ever like in. <laughs> he wasn't gonna have to start a GoFundMe or something. Like this nigga was doing just fine. So bringing Medea back <coughs> has to be about the money, or and or an enjoyment of being in that character which if that's what you but like, he has spoken fine. extensively over the years of how much he hates it he's I'm always talking he's not lying oh well yeah there you <laughs> to go. borrow from you i'm not saying he's not lying yep you got me you got I'm me with me <laughs> I'm just saying. I think you know there have been nights where tyler looked in that costume closet and he you know got a little wistful yeah just wanted to bring that old shake and go wig back. He posted a video on the Tyler Perry Studios Instagram uh, making the announcement that Medea is coming to Netflix next year. Um, in a bit that getting to the money, <laughs> right? In a bit that has him like going back and forth between his regular speaking voice and the Medea voice in a way that seems like Medea is an alternate, like a like another personality that's trying to escape from his body. Basically, he's like, look at me. I'm slowly going insane. I don't know if I'm, if Mindy is real or not. Like, that's the joke. Um, <laughs> um, I think it's called Medea Homecoming or a Medea Homecoming. Isn't there already a, you know what? Never mind. She's I'm done a lot. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> She's done a lot. Medea's I thought the last reunions. movie was called Medea's Homecoming. I no, I think that one was a funeral, but she didn't die. Wasn't it called uh, like a Medea funeral or a Medea family so. funeral? Yeah. Or a black like funeral? <laughs> <laughs> Medea's last funeral? Medea yeah. something. Oh my God. What is Medea on the run? <laughs> oh my goodness. She went on tour with Jay Z. <laughs> did Medea and Brown go on tour together I know good and damn a Medea family funeral you were right uh-huh, that's it but Medea's farewell was like literally last year yeah so. it was 2018 or 2019 so, yeah it was like just two years why? ago why is this happening rich and <laughs> 
I don't know. After he wrote like his next 36 films last night, he was probably like, I don't have anything else to do. So let me just write another Medea one. You know, all right, Tyler, because I'm sure I'm sure the diehard Tyler Perry fans are like extremely people excited are excited. Yeah. They like they lie. didn't see acrimony. I know they are. So probably like that too. <laughs> I would love to have a chat if you thought Acrimony was a good movie. Not if you liked it, but if you thought it was well done. People in our mentions when we talked about Acrimony, some people were like, I liked it. Me and my boyfriend yeah, thought it was good. You can like it, but did you think it was well done? Because I was entertained. Wouldn't you? No, I guess you wouldn't have to think it's well done to like it. But, oh no, absolutely not. Like, I still, I I make people watch it and I get a lot of enjoyment out of that. Yeah. So... I can't say that I don't. <laughs> I love finding all of the little plot holes and <laughs> asking questions that nobody else in the room asked because nobody else was in the room. But <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I can't say I've watched it more than once or that I ever will. <laughs> but I have seen it and it happened. And if you enjoyed it, you're allowed because nobody here is. Yeah, I like all kinds of terrible things, police. but I'm also, you know, I, I'm not under any delusions about their overall quality. I still like what I like, and you niggas still can suck my dick about it. So feel free. I'm just, you know, gonna laugh. Yeah, and some of you guys will as well next year. I guess I think it's next year when oh, this Medea Netflix thing uh, happens. No announcement yet on which Instagram stars will be in it. But I expect to see quite a few. And, I don't know, jokes about Medea's bra. Cicely Tyson monologue. Yeah, I feel like all the little, like, like them little young, annoying as shit, little white girls that be all over social media and shit, I have a feeling they're going to be a part of this. And I don't know why. Like... Like bad baby plays a cashier or something. Leave me alone. And, and Medea has to whoop her ass because she ringing up the pot roast wrong or something like that. I'm just saying. I don't know why when you said that it was the first thing I thought of. But yeah. there's also a young Medea movie. I mean, young Medea show coming to Showtime. We spoke. About oh this. no, I did. I do remember hearing about that, and I think my interest is peaked. Yeah, that one I'm not mad at to be honest with you, because first of all, it means Tyler Perry's not playing Medea. No shade, <laughs> but it just means like no. It just means that it would it is forced to bring new life to the character. It's going to be someone else. Right. And it's going to be a completely different era in her life. And in Atlanta, where she was, you know, you're, to me, that means like, oh, we would get to see Medea do these things that she talked about doing when she was young all over the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Like that, yes, yeah. I'm I'm interested in. I kind of know what I'm getting with, with Tyler Perry, Medea. Uh, right. For the most part. And it's not always awful. But like, Medea's actually, in my opinion, always been the best part of Medea things. Well, I mean, that and the incredible vocalist Tyler Perry managed to pick out. Oh, I was just talking way. about the films. Oh, okay. I guess oh, yeah, when I said absolutely. things, I should have included. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, the That's singing, the yeah, singing, the singing was... has always been just so good just the most amazing vocalist so i'm going to hate yeah. myself for this right i have to look her name up 
What was the name of? Oh God, I hate me. One of the mamas, Cheryl Pepsi Riley. No, <laughs> oh, she was one of the mamas, but she was also um, in the Medea Goes to Jail play, and I think mm. she's saying, "Yes, Jesus loves me." I think that's the song that she sang, and <sighs> it was so beautiful. Fuck, what is her name? I love this lady. Um, was it Beyonce? Judy Peterson, Chantel Christopher, Andretta Lyle, mm. Crystal Collins? I'm looking at the cast list. It might be Crystal Collins. That name sounds familiar. Crystal Chrissy Collins. I don't know if it's her, though. One of y'all are going to tell me, though, obviously. And that oh, yeah, because her name there. is Mama Chrissy. I'm so annoyed. Oh yeah, it's her. It's Chrissy Collins. Yes, that's her. God, I, I just so I see her face and now I'm like I know exactly who you're talking about. She sang in that play, and it was like, and if I remember correctly, she didn't have like a large role. I think she was one of the inmates yeah, no. mm-hmm. that was just. Agitating Medea or Medea's agitating that play was her. So funny. I gotta watch that again. <laughs> um, but they gave her that song to sing, and she was my favorite part of the entire thing. And yeah. I every now and then I will go back and watch it. Anyway, Medea to me would always be funny, but the films were like, oh, how many abusive, toxic, dark skinned niggas and Light skin and why does it always go that way right <laughs> why is and then it AIDS. always that way <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised honestly if they shot this Showtime show like kind of like This Is Us where you get a bunch of flashbacks of young Medea but we also still get plenty of like current day Medea oh, like so that Tyler can still put the oh I meant so Tyler could put the outfit on but if, if Tyler is in that show <laughs> If Tyler is in that show, let me say something. If you are correct, if you're even in the, like, the parking lot, (laughs) then I believe you. (laughs) I fully believe you that he is lying. (laughs) Like, if that nigga finds some way to still be Medea when he doesn't have to be, then you are correct. He likes the moo-moo. He likes the wig. He likes All of that. And that's fine. Yeah, but it would just confirm right. to me anyway that you've been lying about saying how much you hate that bodysuit and doing the voice or whatever. Because it's just like, well, then stop doing it. You like do a whole bunch of shit that's non Medea related that is also doing well for you. Isn't Sisters about to be like season off, three? Oh yeah, that's true. Two, but maybe he two no, years. I said, no, I said that. Oh, since he last put on the outfit. <laughs> yes. Maybe he missed it. So You've been with this since I was literally in high school, bitch. <laughs> literally. Oh, he want that old thing back. You know, sometimes you don't know what you got till it's gone. I was like a freshman in high school when I discovered Medea. Yeah, you no, couldn't I'm... possibly. <laughs> I'm trying, but yeah, sorry, Tyler. Like my goodness, just wear your mumu around the house, like the rest of us. <laughs> like the rest of us. <laughs> That's it for the hot tops this week. Hey, y'all, there's a famous Abraham Lincoln quote that says, good things come to those who wait. But that's only part of it. The full quote is, good things come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. 
Is that true? Who knows? But if you're a business owner and you want the best people on your team, the same concept applies. Thankfully, ZipRecruiter puts the hustle in your hiring so you find qualified candidates fast. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's smart technology finds top talent for your roles right away. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's matching technology starts showing you qualified people for it. There's a lot of really great people out there looking for employment. So let ZipRecruiter give you the hiring hustle you need. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash the read to try it for free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash T-H-E-R-E-A-D. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So go hire somebody. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are Distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Here are feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us listen now to black stories black truths from npr wherever you get podcasts then it's time to read your listener letters yes send yours to ask the read at gmail.com we may read them aloud on the show our first letter this week comes from erica who says last week my aunt was told by her doctor that if she didn't adapt a healthier lifestyle she would have to have an amputation This is due to an almost five-year battle with type 2 diabetes. My family has a history of the disease, and growing up, it was very common for my older family members to have strokes or pass away from it. Because of this, I have tried to lead a healthier lifestyle and do what I can to get my elders to take baby steps in that direction as well. I'm the closest to my aunt, and before she received the news about a possible foot amputation, she talked to me about being all in when it came to making changes in her diet and exercise and taking her meds like she should. Fast forward to after the appointment, and now all of a sudden she has accepted what she calls the inevitable and wants to keep living and eating and doing whatever she wants to do. Even her children, who are my cousins, see any effort to reverse the damage as a lost cause. My family members claim that My insisting that she avoid the surgery is stressing her out and making things worse on her. My question is, should I continue trying to push my aunt to change her mind and do whatever possible to avoid this amputation? Or should I take a step back because this is her decision? I don't think it's possible for me to be around her knowing that she's not doing what's best for her health because she is like a second mother to me. However, the distance would definitely fracture our relationship. Please help. Thanks, Erica. That sucks. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I feel like... <sighs> I feel like... It, if her mind is made up and they are saying to you that you trying to help is stressing her out, I don't really know what more you can do. I think that I would just try to make it clear to her how much I care and that her 
giving into the inevitable, quote unquote, uh, makes me extremely sad. And that I don't know that I would be able to uh, just sit around and lay witness to it. Um, and so distance might need to be created, um, so that I can take care of myself, if that's how you feel. Um, if you don't want to distance yourself, like, I, I think you could just, yeah, express that it's really heartbreaking. It makes you very sad, especially if there are things that you can do about it. I don't know why so many of us are conditioned to act like this when it comes to shit like diabetes. Like, I don't even like getting shots. I don't like when the doctor puts the the stethoscope on you and tells you to breathe or cough. Like, I don't like any any of no that. No part of the visit is comfortable. Okay. So if the doctor is telling me, listen, if you have one more Jolly Rancher, I'm going to take your foot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be incredibly distraught. And I probably need to have a few more sessions with the doctor. I mean, my therapist, but I would want to like do the best that I can to keep my body parts and be as healthy as I can. But at the same time, it's like we say all the time, your body is yours. You can do what you want. It's your body. It's your body. And it's true. If she wants to have one less foot or she doesn't mind losing her leg or her foot or whatever, she's accepted that. I like I said, I don't really know what you can do to change your mind, especially if she's saying you trying to change my mind is stressing me out. Like I don't know why me wanting you to keep your limbs is stressful for you. Right. Um, but it just always to me sounds like food is our thing and we love to eat. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> black families. It's just so hard <laughs> to get <laughs> some of our family members to, like, turn their back <laughs> or give <laughs> give their food the spinal cord. Like, certain... <laughs> the spinal cord. <laughs> it's going to be like fetch. <laughs> it's the new fetch. No, but, like... <sighs> It's like you're not gonna tell certain niggas that they just they can't have bacon or they yeah. can't have Kool-Aid with another three pounds of sugar in it, or what like just stuff that they have always had. And it's like, oh well, you know, my granddaddy, you know, he ate a honey baked pork chop for breakfast like every day. Why did that sound good? And he let right, doesn't it? <laughs> This is our problem now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, food is just so, like, I don't know. Like, we have found so much solace and and peace and food. And and those of us who have some sort of uh, an existing family unit that would come together around food or, like, connect with relatives over recipes or... Just all kinds. It's just I. I feel like it has a huge part in like the hearts. Not even just the hearts, but like the the personality and identity of a lot. Yeah, of, I mean, food is food is cultural, and it is 
it is part of like how we connect with each other. So is it is much deeper than just, you know, I wanted fried chicken mm -hmm. sometimes very frequently. It's much deeper than that. But like. Kale and arugula won't kill you. And I think that some of us Ooh, have to man. like. <laughs> there's liking what we like. And then there's those of us who are in our 50s that have never drank water. Like, <laughs> like on purpose. The last time you had a swig of water is when you almost drowned in a community pool when you were like six. Jesus. <laughs> like, you niggas don't drink water. There are some of us that are grown adults that could do a little bit better in our diet. Not even just for ourselves and our, our health, but, you know, the people that we are feeding or eating around and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not going to sit up here and do the, the... I'm not nobody's dietitian. And I think I had an earhead for breakfast. So, like, Literally nobody's medical professional. Like, so... At all. But I think that if a doctor is telling you, hey, you should probably like change your diet and lifestyle around or we're going to have to amputate your your foot. That might be the time where you're like, hmm, let me do something about this. For instance, when I went to the doctor and he was like, oh, you got IBS. So here's how that works. And here's some things oh, you might yeah. not want to eat still a plague to my existence it's the not food part the ibs part is like <laughs> like you learn it to like i'm not that even getting break, you had a breakdown behind behind pizza <laughs> i haven't had pizza in years you were so upset it's unforgivable what I my body it. has done to me yeah i understand that i do but so. i like to be comfortable i like to like get around my day-to-day -day life in like the best shape possible mm. um and so as much as i love pizza and i fucking love it in fact some of my favorite things to eat creamy pastas alfredos and mm -hmm. nachos is and <laughs> <laughs> i know that's not how you say that before y'all it start. is actually like i can eat it sure if I want to be in the fetal position pay the price. Yep. all fucking week. That's right. The last That's time I had pizza and it was gluten-free crust at that. And I kept the toppings minimal. Thank you. And I still enjoyed the pizza. Enjoyed the pizza in that moment. Let's say I had the pizza on a Monday. Thursday came and I was like, I am so stupid. Pizza is not good enough for this. <laughs> like, like, yeah. And now, whenever there's, whenever there's a thing where it's like, I really, 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 really want this thing, like Krispy Kreme donuts or something like that, I'm like, I have to pick a weekend or something where it's like, I'm free and fuck it. <laughs> I have to be free to digest this in my own home, <laughs> in the bed. <laughs> Damn. So that's rough. Yeah, but that's it's rough. like you would like when it was a when it first became a thing. It was like this is miserable. Like I lost a ton of weight because I didn't know what I could eat and what I couldn't eat. It was awful. But we're talking about something that is like wholly 
I mean, I guess diabetes is treatable too, but it's not like it. Like I don't think IBS can kill you. Like diabetes is not like someone's like. I don't think a doctor would be like, we have to take your arm. Right. You know what I mean? Like me eating something or interesting. The other things that can cause like flare ups or discomfort is it's just that it's really uh, uncomfortable. Sometimes like debilitating. Like sometimes it's it's like I can't do anything. <laughs> the pain, like the pain, is bad. Yeah. But yeah, diabetes is a whole other bitch. Like this person writing has talked about how not even just his aunt, but other members of the family have lost their lives or been really sick or had a stroke. They have you know a history of diabetes. So I just understand loving your family and wanting them to eat differently. Yeah. Like even my father has has high blood pressure, and <laughs> I would watch I would watch him and my mom go back and forth, where she would be like, "No, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm eating it." <laughs> but see, here's the thing: cook it then. Oh, uh, oh, <laughs> like, oh sh- well. Here's what's for dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's something green. <laughs> And eventually, he just adjusted. But there was times where he was like, I brought food home. (laughs) You don't have to cook it. (laughs) There would be times where he would be like, damn it, tonight I want fried rice. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, we all have our breaking points, okay? Your daddy couldn't take it no more. Woof. And, you know, but... You had to have that commitment because people fucking love you and like want you to stick around. You don't always just live for yourself. I don't want for my daddy to be sick. I don't want for my daddy to pass away, especially if there's something that we can do about it. Um, But yes, I'm ranting. I think that the best you could do is just say, I love and care about you really, really much. And it's really breaking my heart and making me very sad that you don't care about doing anything about this. See what she said. Hmm. Yeah, I think hmm. I think that I think it's completely like natural and normal to have these concerns about a very close relative. Like I feel like most of us would probably automatically do the same thing or feel the same way, like big mama your arm, like girl, let's yeah. do something. Like literally same exact scenario. So I <laughs> That just I, made me think of the boondocks and how Huey said, how do they sell? <laughs> how do they cope with Big Mama losing her life by eating all of the same damn food yep. that just killed Big Correct. Mama? Correct. And honestly, I understood it. Yeah, I really that's did. us. Yeah. We <laughs> like food. I mean, and it's not like... So, so anyway, I understand completely how you feel and this... Reaction. I just think that um, if if it's like stressing her out for you to be like for you to be trying to like really urge her into making these other decisions, then it's probably time for you to back off, mm-hmm. even though I don't necessarily think that. You are in the wrong, like I also don't I don't know your aunt and I don't know what she's been through. Mm-hmm. I don't know if like food is her main coping mechanism and she's like girl if i have to give up macaroni and cheese and cornbread then what the fuck is left what's the point (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know if she has issues around taking pills that are psychological or physical. Like there could be a one thing I have learned from studying psychology. People do things for a myriad reasons that you, you know, might not ever be able to guess. So um, what I would say is that you probably need to start focusing on what you can do that still allows your aunt to live her life and make her decisions. But you are also maintaining a relationship that feels comfortable and good to you. And you don't feel like you're making the problem worse. So like, I feel like you can be close with your aunt and also like, if she asks you to swing by Popeye's and bring her a spicy chicken sandwich, like don't do that. <laughs> right. If, if you feel like, you know, you don't want to help contribute to this issue, then you're well within your rights to say what you will and won't do. Um, but you also have to let this grown woman make her decisions and live her life. Like you do mm -hmm. have to let her do that. And if you <laughs> nag at her so much about the decision she's not making to the point where she's just like, look, little girl, don't call me no more. Then y'all don't have a relationship no more. No way. So I think you really, I think you're going to have to like take a look at the situation and decide like what you can accept and what you can't. And I also <laughs> think you can express concern for people without telling them, oh, you need to do this or you have to do that. Like there's a That's true. There's a way to say, look, I'm just worried about you. And so I just want you to know that I love you so much. I want to spend as many days with you as possible. And whatever I can do to support you living a healthy, happy, peaceful existence, that is what I want for you. Like uh, you, yes, you're grown and you're going to make your own decisions. I just want you to know that I really care and I'm here for you. And I feel like that goes a long way because then she doesn't automatically have her defenses of like, damn, here come this little girl again telling me what the fuck I can and can't eat. Like yeah. I've been making greens longer than you've been alive, little bitch. Like sit down somewhere. Yeah. Like then you're coming at it from like a Amy, I love you. I just want to be here for you. Let me, you know, scratch your scalp while we watch Young and the Restless and <laughs> talk about niggas or something like I think if you come at it from a loving place, then you'll probably be able to have more of an impact than if you come at her with, well, girl, you need to be doing this and that. And did you take your pills? And did you this and this? Like that lady went to the doctor. She know what she should be doing. True. Anybody can Google like type two diabetes or type one diabetes, or I don't even really know what the treat, how the treatment plan is vastly different between the two of them. But like anybody can look it up. And and or call their doctor about it. So I think you just gonna have to let this grown woman um, make her decisions while also not doing anything that you feel like. Because you said like, you know, you can't be around her knowing that she isn't doing what's best for her health. But who among us is always doing what's best for their health? Who among us is like always making the absolute right decision as far as like not even just diet, but movement and water and sleep quality and meditation or like spending time not under stress like who is always making the best decisions for their health in every possible way nobody not me. so like maybe just oh for damn sure not me so <laughs> i'm just saying you know perhaps dial back some of the the judgment here and just try to approach the situation in a loving way and make sure your aunt knows that you care about her more than anything and like you want to be in her corner. Yeah. <sighs> okay. And good luck to you uh, with that conversation. Let us know how it goes. Our next letter comes from Lauren who says, my boyfriend of two years broke up with me a month ago and moved to Florida that same day. Wait, did we read this one last week? 
I don't think so. It doesn't sound familiar yet. Okay, good. <clears throat> he didn't break up with me in person, but sent me a very long message full of apologies, told me that he left his key to my house under my doormat and told me I wouldn't be able to reach him anymore. Later that day, he changed his phone number and I didn't hear from him or see him for two weeks. A week ago, he contacted me and confessed that he cheated on me back in November with an old fuck buddy who is now six months pregnant and living in Florida. She found out she was expecting in December. (laughs) She told him about it in March, and then he uprooted his life and moved to her state to prepare to be a dad. I feel robbed. We've always discussed (laughs) my first kid being his too and every kid thereafter. He's 29 and I'm 30, so we've been making all the typical life plans. And then in one day, all of it is gone. I still cry in the shower daily, wake up from my sleep crying at least every other night and am fighting depression like my life depends on it. More than anything, I want to be done feeling heartbroken over a nigga that clearly isn't deserving of this much energy. Is a month too long to still be this fucked up over a man? How much time would you give yourself after a failed relationship to work through these feelings? I thought he was my best friend, so I'm really struggling. Thanks, Lauren. Let me, you're hurting. Um... Listen, all right, I'm going to start with the last question I remember hearing, which is, is a month too long? Too long. A month? You said you're 29 or 30. Which one is she? She to 30? She's 30. Yeah. And they've been together for two years. A month? (laughs) Give yourself a break, hun. Four weeks? Yeah. No, that's not too long. You're a human being, unless you've got something to tell us. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's perfectly normal to be mm-hmm. brokenhearted over and to be affected. Definitely. The thing that, like, sucks about heartbreak, especially heartbreak over niggas and shit or, like, a breakup, is that, like, obviously you want to get out of out of that feeling, but it's, like... Every day is like, when is the end? <laughs> like, it's like, like yep, it every single day is just like, how much longer am I going to feel this way? And then what makes it worse is that like your brain is answering the question by saying, it's never going to end. <laughs> you are going to feel like this for the rest of your life. Like that's, I feel like the way our emotions uh commonly approach these types of situations the great news is that part's a lie and you will be fine great in fact um i get like being in love and being in a relationship and planning your lives together or whatnot something bumped me on one of the things she said where she was like we planned on my first kid being his I don't know why that grossed me out because it's like, I mean, that's not a a silly or ridiculous thing to think you're in love with somebody you've been with them for years to be like, Oh yeah, I want to have a baby with him, but you can still be a mom and you can hopefully co-parent with someone that also be, a great parent and won't break up with you through text because they she probably she probably feels like on it, you. at this age she ain't gonna find somebody else who don't have kids that might be how she's feeling i mean well look at the sea girl you know that's not well, your fault <laughs> <laughs> like 
Yeah. I mean, but I see what you mean. It's also not impossible. Um, but either way, I just don't. I hate that you feel fucking robbed. Like this nigga cheated on you. <laughs> like <laughs> the stork didn't just come and bring him a baby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this nigga cheated on you and got his fuck buddy. Pre- I was about to say got his fuck buddy president. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> my god. <laughs> We're nearing the. I wish to say goodbye. You haven't seen Hocus Pocus, have you? Of course I, you've seen Hocus Pocus. Oh, yes, I have. Mary, take me to the window. <laughs> I wish to say goodbye. <laughs> um, But yeah, like, don't feel robbed. Like, like the, everything that you're learning about this nigga's past, however many months or whatever this nigga was doing in November and, and the way that he dealt with it, should make you not feel robbed but liberated. Because that means that you should not have had this nigga's kid. And God prevented it from happening. (laughs) Like, you shouldn't have had his kid. So I understand, you know, biological clock is is some ass. And then the the societal clock (laughs) on top of that. With when you gonna have some kids? When you gonna have some? When you gonna make me a grandma? When you gonna so they dead ass about it? Yep. (laughs) Like all of that is just a bunch of shards of fuckery and i feel like it's uh yeah without being someone that can you know marry children or whatever and doesn't know that he wants to have any ever i still think that i can understand um why you're so upset about it i would just say Give yourself a break. A month is nothing. (laughs) It's nothing. It's it's nothing. Like, it doesn't... Hate to say this, but it's probably going to take a bit longer. Like, it's probably going to be a while. But it's not going to be everlasting. It's not going to be forever. And you will likely get to a point where you'll realize that you're better off. And when you do become a mommy... Like I said, hopefully we'll be with the perfect mommy or daddy. Daddy or mommy. Mm-hmm. Parent. Co-parent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we'll be there for you. But I, I fully agree that like a month is definitely not too long to still be <laughs> deep in your feelings about this. At all. Bro, especially for a two year. It might be too long if you talk to the nigga for two <laughs> days, but two years, girl. Yeah, and then you can to go just, ahead and feel them feelings to randomly be like, oh, by the way, I'm moving to Pensacola, <laughs> and then like, right? Oh, hey, so by the way, the reason I'm out here now is because I cheated on you, and we're about to have a baby. Surprise! Mm-hmm. Well, it was fun. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's it. It Trash. is okay. I just hope that you try, um bit by bit to do little things that have the potential at least to put even a small temporary smile on your face or just warm your heart or whatever, bring you some sort of peace of mind. Something there, you can't like get over it immediately, but you can sometimes put certain things in practice that can at least make you feel as stable as possible in the moment. 
And then the mm-hmm. next thing you know, maybe you don't wake up in tears or you can get through a whole shower without crying in it and you still feel Miracles. like shit, <laughs> you know, but yep. slowly but surely things become a little bit less miserable. Yeah, I wouldn't put a timeline on like my healing from this relationship. I think what you probably should be focused on is um working through the feelings or at least if you if you don't have the energy to work through them because grief is a lot to carry then you know just acknowledging that that's how you feel and not beating yourself up for feeling a very normal and natural way to feel when somebody has betrayed you like this so i wouldn't even say put like a certain amount of time on it i would just say acknowledge that it's real work on it when you can um talk to people tell your friends like even if you haven't told the world like tell somebody what happened and you know have a place where you can process these feelings out loud with another person um but this is a lot you know this is a relationship where y'all were clearly planning for the future and you said you thought he was your best friend and so it's like it's multiple betrayals going on here yes it's the death of a dream and it's the violation of the relationship and it's the losing the violation of the bond y'all had yeah there's like a lot going on here so give yourself some time um you know if you can safely go throw some ass and then turn that shit on and maybe go find you somebody else's son to dance up on but um more than anything be gracious with yourself like and be patient (laughs) be like i know one day i am going to see myself through this but right now i'm in the middle of it and it fucking sucks it is just trash breakups are horrible and everybody gives you the same advice and nobody wants to hear it but you keep hearing it because it is the only way to get through it no if the day one of these fucking nerds invents a fast forward through heartbreak button (laughs) they can have all my money that bitch is going to be a billionaire overnight. But <laughs> until then, you just have to deal with it. You just have to let it come. Um, and like your Fury said, like this, this sucks, but you would rather know now than, mm-hmm. you know, after y'all are married and have three, four kids. And then he pop up with a baby with somebody else and maybe even another one in that amount of time. Because. He probably didn't cheat on you just once. That was just the one time he got caught up. Yeah, that was the one where it, there was no turning back. Right. That was the one where he couldn't do nothing about it. And I guess, you know, the ever so smallest. No, I'm not even going to do that. So I'm going to say kudos to him for like moving to Florida and being a good dad. But that's bare minimum. Yeah, you should have moved to Florida to be a dad. Yeah. <laughs> you should have done that. See, so, we're doing it. See, I'm checking my own self here. Like, no, I'm not going to pat you on the back for caring for your offspring that is your job so um you just care for yourself lauren don't let this nigga this nigga is a it's a loss right now but ultimately you know one day you're gonna look back and be like father god i just want to say thank you (laughs) Mm -hmm. for delivering me from that absolute bullshit that i thought i wanted and needed so damn bad but you know it's rough so be nice to yourself as you heal yeah Oh, all right. Um, let's wrap it up there. If you have a question for us, send it to asktherita at gmail. Keep it is brought to you by Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. If you're really good at it, that is. I've actually met several really good friends through Hinge. I've used it 
I can't believe this, over a decade now. Woof, what a life I've had. Well, you know what they've added within a decade of us being on Hinge is their new LGBTQIA plus prompts, which are designed to help queer daters better connect based on similarities, interests, and compatibility. Hinge prompts helps you show off your full personality and connect with someone who appreciates you. Plus, these prompts were created in collaboration with GLAAD, so they are by the people, for the people. Some of the prompts are... The first time I knew I was gay was, mm, I was literally in the act of being gay, like hooking up with somebody when I admitted it. <laughs> Denial is strong and hard in the Catholic Midwest. Mine was Tom Cruise's Vanity Fair cover. The shirtless one. You just turned to an imaginary camera and said, I'm gay. Yeah. Or broke the fourth wall. <laughs> You're like Fleabag. Other prompts include, I feel proudest of who I am when. It feels affirming when others, blank. I connect to my community by... I wish I could tell the younger version of myself. I'm going to say whenever I watch that in a drag race semifinal, when they're like, if I could talk to my younger self, I would say, I would be like, girl, get tighter clothes. I mean, what's going on with what you're wearing? You look like you're in the X Games. Other prompts include my chosen family is the best at and gender euphoria looks like. Download Hinge and show off your full self using their LGBTQIA plus prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. It's time now for the read. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to go? Yeah, I can go first. I'm just going to say um, really quickly, I don't know if you heard about this story, but a six-year-old boy in Michigan was shot by his neighbor in the arm. Um, I guess because the little boy left his bike like he was riding. So here's the story. <clears throat> These kids were outside riding their bikes down the street and they stopped, left the bikes in front of a neighbor's house. And when the little boy came back to get the bike, the neighbor came out of the house with a sledge something, sledgehammer, said something to the little boy. And um, so the little boy said something back. This is according to the dad that the little boy said something back, but he doesn't know exactly what was said. But the neighbor went back inside pulled a gun and shot it through the front window of the house and hit this little six-year-old in the arm. Like the doctor said, had it gone an inch in either other direction, that this could have been like fatal for this little boy. And so this is horrific enough (coughs) as it is. This man was charged, arrested and charged with assault with intent to murder and then only got a $10,000 bond. Which, of course, he posted. And so now I don't know if he's been brought back to jail. I don't know if they've because the I think it was the prosecutor said that they were like trying to get some emergency (laughs) shit like put together so that he could so that they could get his ass right back in jail. Because what the fuck kind of psychopath do you have to be to, first of all, come outside and speak to a six year old while holding a sledgehammer like you're going to do something with it? And then to decide to take your ass back in the house and shoot a baby in the arm. Like, I don't care what the six-year-old did. I don't. You know why? Because that little nigga is six. He's six. What could he have done that was so terrible? A bike in your yard? That might be annoying at best. At best. It is not a reason to shoot a child. Did he talk back to you? Say something crazy? Was he, were they yelling outside your house and being loud like kids like to do? Still not a reason to shoot a six-year-old. And I don't understand 
how this country is so horny for guns that shit like this happens every fucking day and we just let it rock. It was a situation, I think, in Atlanta or right outside of Atlanta just today where a cashier at a store was murdered because she asked a customer to put on a mask. He went outside, got a gun, came back inside and started shooting. Mm-hmm. What kind of country is this where we just don't care about human life and to the point where any minor inconvenience is a reason to start shooting? I heard about a story in California where somebody caught road rage was mad because a woman like I don't know if she cut him off or flipped in the bird or something. But whatever it was, these niggas turned around and started shooting and like literally shot through, I think, the back of the car and ended up killing the baby in his car seat. Like. Anger control, anger management, clearly huge problems in this country. But the fact that y'all turn around and take that anger and immediately start taking it out on people who do not deserve to die for what they did, that really blows my mind. Because I understand anger. I understand the impulse to want to cause bodily harm. What I don't understand is actually falling through with it at your big grown age. What I don't understand is deciding, especially... To then take out a a weapon that a weapon that you carry because you know it can kill people or things, taking that out and using it against a child, a six year old little boy, and he's the cutest little thing. I just don't. Whatever the six year old did, it wasn't worth that. It wasn't. It was. It could not have possibly been that bad. That woman telling you to put on a fucking mask because it's the store's policy that customers wear masks or whatever. You could have just left and not paid for your stuff, not got your stuff, drove off, went to another store where did nobody give a shit because you live in Georgia and there's plenty of stores like that. Like you could have just not done this. And now somebody don't go home to their family. And now you don't either because you're for damn sure like you're going to jail because you murdered somebody for no fucking reason. Y'all out here killing kids because you let a split second of anger get the best of you. Why? Grow the fuck up. Do a better job of managing your shit because that is absolutely fucking crazy. A six-year-old boy left a bike outside and you decided to shoot him through the window like some kind of punk bitch. Apparently, he has not come back to his home. They told him, don't even go back to the block because it's a 100% chance you won't make it through tonight. So... Wherever he's at, this man who shot this child, I hope he's experiencing only the worst of what life has to offer. But I just, you know, continually disappointed in Americans and the way we have so little regard for human life, especially like this is a child. I just can't get over it. He's a six year old. Yeah. What was so bad? Who knows? I can't understand it. Like. Maybe because I know six-year-olds, but this just is, (laughs) yes, children are irritating and annoying at times. Yes. But shooting through the window. I never (laughs) wanted to shoot any of them. Shooting. I I can't even imagine picking up a gun and aiming it at a child. I really, and I don't know what's wrong with y'all. I do. I don't. I don't. I cannot understand it. I'd be wanting to be like, oh yeah, abolition. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, defund the police and eliminate the private prison complex. Yep, mm-hmm. and you know what? All that sounds really great. And I'm not even saying I don't support those things. But when I hear stories like this, I really have to like, 
<laughs> I really have to ruminate because I want you up under the jail for the rest of your days. I don't have no problem with you rotting in that bitch until the trumpet sounds and Jesus cracks the sky wide open to call everybody else back home. But see, you know, that's me acknowledging my shortcomings, things I have to work on. You know what I don't turn around and do? Get so frustrated that I pick up a gun and aim it at a baby. That's what I don't do. Yeah. Because some of us are adults who can manage our anger in ways that we won't regret for the rest of our lives. You might want to try it. I'm done. Well, one of the things I wanted to mention this week also includes a six-year-old whose life was put in danger by a ridiculous adult. Um, Thanks, Florida. Doing no, your thing. Oh, no. This can't be good. As usual. Floridian white woman Morgan McCoy um, is very upset with uh, the edible cannabis industry after her six-year-old daughter accidentally ate uh, a THC gummy from a company called Faded Fruits. Now, these are apparently a Hawaiian punch-flavored edibles. And so Morgan is absolutely furious and says that, um, where is her quote here? She said that it was the scariest moment of her life. She, you know, talked about how the, she had to take her to the emergency room. Mm-hmm. All the doctors could do was just monitor, give her fluids. Like, I think they would anybody who was high as fuck on weed or edibles in the hospital. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But it does sound like something that you probably can't do much about unless you would like what's pump their stomach or something. Right. Maybe. I mean, maybe, but it's also weed and it might not be worth pumping the stomach. Like, yeah, I don't even know if it works that just way. Just hook up an IV, make sure she stays hydrated, let her, yeah. let her sleep it off and or just, something. I don't know. I'll ask my doctor friends. But she said, like, the mom was like, oh, you know, her heart rate would shoot up to alarming levels sometimes or her breath per minute would drop really to really scary places. And she says, had the packaging on the edibles been what it should have been, her daughter would not have looked twice at it. There needs to be regulation in place to keep companies from putting stuff like this on the market. So essentially, she's blaming the like the styling of the packaging, the the you know the Hawaiian punch logo and colors and all of that shit for being something that her kid mistook as candy. Um. And she's saying, she says, we as parents are standing idly by while these companies are targeting our kids with what can be deadly doses of THC. In my eyes, this company is guilty of not only negligence, but child endangerment on a national scale. And so is our country if we continue to stand idly by. And I think she's allegedly working on a class action Mm. suit or something like that. Um. So, Morgan, I just want to know, because I read that she usually takes 25 milligrams uh, to knock herself out. She says, for, quote, sleep or severe pain only, as we all do when we take edibles. Um, (laughs) And she, you know, shared a picture of the packaging and everything so that we could see it. Um, For the record, if you're not looking at it. 
It's called Faded Fruits. It says that in big colorful letters. Underneath that, it says cannabis-infused gummies. Then it has the Hawaiian Punch logo with a bunch of red uh, weed plants uh, behind the Hawaiian Punch. And then, of course, it says Sativa, 500 milligrams. One gummy, 50 milligrams. I want these. I was about to say, I'm sorry. I know they're good as fuck. I know that these are fire. Like, Mm -hmm. I want these. Absolutely, I know they are. Morgan, sweetie, so when you take the 25 milligrams, do you immediately knock out with the package on your chest and you just sleep the night through with the gummies out? Are we not mm-hmm. taking any kind of, uh, like, how did how did this six-year-old get access to these gummies? Wasn't nobody watching her at this house and, and so she saw a bag that looked like candy and Where? ate inside of it. Where? It's- it was somewhere in the house when right i mean clearly but (laughs) like some adult did not put this up that is what i'm saying recklessly like children wasn't around keep out of reach of children i don't have any we've established that and rugrats will be all over the places and all kinds of crevices and stuff like that but where's the part of the story where young Tilda, I don't know the child's name. Where, where's the part of the story where she, you know, climbed up on the top of a wardrobe and like lifted open a panel in the wall and found your? Because like, I don't understand how. Where are you keeping your 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 stuff, sis? I do think that there are some um companies or whatever that can make packages that are harder to open, but. This package being colorful and saying Hawaiian Punch on it is not necessarily to target kids. I want to eat these. I don't even like Hawaiian Punch. I don't think that anybody should drink the juice ever. <laughs> Child or adult, it isn't juice. It, it's terrible. But candy, that's something completely different. I am an adult, okay? And so when they put Hawaiian Punch on this thing for adults, they're telling me an adult, this tastes like that juice that she remembered that you had when you were eight. Right? Mm-hmm. So yep. I just think that we have to start doing more to be accountable for ways that we... Like, girl, all of my weed is out of, of, leap, out of reach of Link. <laughs> like, right. right. I don't even keep... I don't even keep regular candy. Nowhere that bitch can get to it. Because, like, she will fully... I remember one time I fell asleep. Was it a lollipop or an airhead? It was probably a red airhead. But I had two of them pre-bed. Ate one of them, went to sleep. And when I got up the next day, the other airhead was out in the living room in Link's bed. (laughs) Her little dog was there. Oh, my God. And it was like, she didn't eat it or, like chew it up she didn't get into it at all i think she was just like oh this smells good it's mine now and so she like because i forgot to move it she was like cool you should know better (laughs) (laughs) it obviously belongs to me now so i'm just gonna take that if she would have eaten that and gotten sick that would have been my fault Mm -hmm. yeah it would have it wouldn't have been but anyways I just feel like this feels particularly Caucasian 
it, um, it feels like very white and very Florida for you to be like, look what the what what the cannabis industry or what the, what the edible industry is doing. They're trying to target our fucking kids. Like, if you bring some shit like this that clearly says weed, 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 keep away from your babies all over it, keep it away from mm-hmm. your fucking kids. Lock it up somewhere that you don't have a medicine cabinet. Right. I don't see. I think that like she's. She's pissed about the packaging, but I don't even think it looks like every other um, edible packaging to me where it has like the special zipper where it's like not that easy to open. And so somebody probably just had it half open because they didn't want to be asked with trying to pull it back out again. Like, that's what it looks like to me, just from the quick Google search that I've done of this story. But like you could you could change the design or whatever else all you want to if kids see candy. If, if candy is accessible to children, they're going to eat it and they're not going to take the time to read the packaging or whatever first to make yeah. sure that it's something that they can have. Like, I don't blame six, the, That's what they're going to do. Right. Like, I don't. But if, even if it didn't say Hawaiian punch, like half a second looking at this is like, oh, food. <laughs> like, there's, you know, so. Right. It is your job as the person who buys this stuff and brings it in. To make sure that your fucking kid doesn't eat it. And I just kind of right. think it's wild to be like, the we as parents are sitting idly by letting the industry... Let me tell you, there's plenty of, of, of parents out here that have edibles that probably have not had this, this issue. And on top of that, I feel like there are plenty of parents that eat edibles that have had this issue, probably didn't mm-hmm. share it with us because they knew it was bigger than the packaging. So parents make mistakes. They fuck up. Ain't nobody like, you know, perfect. I wouldn't be interested in burning you at the stake for because your baby ate, you know, a gummy. I'm glad that she is is safe. When I read about this, I was the first thing out of my mouth was that poor thing, because I'm Mm -hmm. like this baby programs. 50 50 in one in oh one God, that poor baby where are these shits on the street girl like <laughs> tyson beckford was in the comments when this was on one of the blogs i don't remember if it was baller alert or whatever he was like he was like how does she get access to these because i can't even get them <laughs> like Please, typically tyson. in a lot of these gummy things you'll it'll have like let's say 10 pieces and each one will be like 10 milligrams mm-hmm 50 milligrams is a big boy dose. Yeah, I've had some before. These little chocolate hearts from mm-hmm. California, 50 milligrams each. And I used to take one of those when I wanted to party for the entire day. The whole day. So the thought of a six-year-old <laughs> taking like, one gummy is is crazy to me. I understand that they were freaked the fuck out. I do. Poor baby's probably like, That's, candy's particularly musty, but... <laughs> Gonna continue to chew it. Okay. And then... <laughs> Just gonna keep eating it. Has no idea what's happening to her. Right. Um, so, yeah, I I would not argue that some of the packaging could be harder to open. Um, as I said before, like, the way lots of medications that you would go and get over the counter or get a prescription for, <laughs> like, you might die if you needed the pill before you could actually mm-hmm. take it. Like maybe you get it out because you just won't be able to open it. Like the push turn or like squeeze tightly turn thing is a, is something of the past in many cases. But there are also, like I've said, I've seen different 
uh, brands of edibles and vapes and cartridges and bat, like all of these types of things that are different, are, are difficult to open. Like I've literally, literally bought some before and gave up. <laughs> like I remember buying edibles and I don't remember what the brand is of, of vape cartridge from LA, same place I always go to and taking it back to my hotel and being like, I guess I'm just not having weed today because I can't open this. So to right. me, I've had that happen before. <laughs> to me, I just I found it interesting that Morgan skipped over the information as to how the baby got into it in the first place. Personally, she put she put in this. I don't know if you saw this long ass Facebook post about it, but she of course said I did something not. like <laughs> she said something like, "I want to make it perfectly clear that the other parent was not in the wrong. They did something that any of other parent could do and has done. This is all about the company." And I'm like, "Girl, what the other, other parent? parent is not in the wrong. The person who actually left the gummy out because it wasn't hers. They were at a like a family function or something, and so one of the <laughs> people there left they bag of gummies out. But see, left." I'm just like, how is it that the you're not holding the adult who had the candy out and accessible, like accountable for this? But so you're acknowledging that somebody was negligent enough to leave (laughs) Hawaiian punch flavored edibles out with kids around, but you're like, no, 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 this is the fucking industry's fault and the company or whatever, and it's like. I feel like that's kind of what I was getting around to is I think that this is probably something that has happened before. Y'all be dropping your kids when they're babies and don't be saying nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I've heard people say babies are resilient. Kids, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever. So a lot of y'all fuck up, make mistakes. And again, as I have said, as someone who is not a parent and does not have a mommy blog, I wouldn't be interested in taking you to the stake. Or, you know, burning you at the cross or, or yeah. <laughs> whatever for this. But, <laughs> but like, I just find it particularly Caucasian and audacious for you to not take any ownership uh, over any of this and instead be like, look what, what the weed industry is doing. Because, honey, the weed industry is absolutely going to be a problem the more and more that why people are like, yeah, I don't know why... We haven't been making all of yeah. this money. Keep locking up the niggers and let's just do this. Like, it's just going to continue to be a mess, right? But, you know, we can also do better as individuals. I mean, she's definitely going to sue, but just look Fine. at this bag. It looks like it meets all of the regulations. And so, and she also refers to her daughter as a candy whore, which really makes me uncomfortable. Excuse? <laughs> yeah, she was like, this parent put her, put this gummy on the dresser and then my candy whore of a daughter went in looking for her clothes and came across the bag and so she ate the candy and I'm like I don't like when parents refer to their children as any version of a whore <laughs> you, ch- you called your baby a can't you couldn't just say my child is six so of course she's obsessed with candy <laughs> Yeah. Can't did, did she have to No one would have been confused. Yeah. Good God. The more I read about this woman, the less I like her. So I'm gonna just I'm gonna leave this story alone. It's like, girl, get a grip. Um, also, more Florida doing great. Apparently they just banned <laughs> uh critical race theory being taught in schools because duh. <laughs> Florida, white, America, all of mm. those things. Yep. But yeah, they don't want anybody, specifically black people, telling your babies the truth. 
Um, and they are, of course, deflecting and lying as a way to try and legitimize or justify uh, this decision. Uh, the governor said that critical race theory critical race theory teaches children that the country is rotten and that our institutions are illegitimate. Correct. So, truth. Exactly. So it teaches their kids that. factual <laughs> things. It does. I didn't know that you went to school just for fiction. <laughs> I thought that you went to learn things about life yeah. and the world. What really happened. Yeah. yeah. So that's not worth any taxpayer dollars. Of course, you know, this is something that's not just exclusive to Florida. It's kind of been uh, popping up all over the place and being discussed quite a bit in recent months of getting critical race theory out of schools. And, you know, access to the truth is much, much easier. We've talked about this for years. It's easier to have someone who knows the truth, loves the truth, to tell your kids the truth and your family and your friends. Um, I just think that it's really ridiculous for them to claim that, where is it? That this would, yes, he said, Governor DeSantis, that this would indoctrinate kids to to think a certain way. That that's what that, what critical race theory does. And it's like banning it is what indoctrinates your fucking kids to think a certain way, stupid. Like, <laughs> I'm so confused. I'm sorry. Are children not supposed to be? <sighs> I mean, this is like, I mean, like, literally, like the. <laughs> I mean, yes, People like the whole purpose of school <laughs> is to teach you to think a certain way. Yes, like, right. But. They're trying to imply that it's going to teach them to, to here, he says, critical race theory teaches kids to hate our country and to hate each other. It is state-sanctioned racism and has no place in Florida schools. So Further, now race theory is racism? Girl, fuck out of here. <laughs> anything that calls whiteness for what it is, is mm. considered racism to white people. Um. And I've accepted in, you know, the 33 years that I've been blessed with that, like, it's not too much, um, it's not too much redundancy worth Mm -hmm. getting into when it comes to these same bullshit excuses and and they already know what it is. You, you don't truly believe any of these things. You're right. You don't. You just need to continue raising a whole bunch of bigoted, ridiculous, poisonous assholes like the rest of you. Because if you don't, what fucking legs do you have to stand on? Mm. You don't. Like, you know shit ain't sweet. It's never been, or at least it hasn't been. Um, And it's getting harder for you to pass a lot of fuck shit underneath the radar because eyes and ears are everywhere. And what's more... The kids themselves are far more involved and interested and and aware. And you thought that at the very least, you wouldn't have to worry about Millie coming home and arguing with you about racism and calling you out on all of your racist, like, aggressions, micro or macro or whatever. Like, now all of a sudden, your own fucking kids are coming home and telling you that you're fucking intolerant and you ain't shit and you're fucking stupid as hell. 
And all of that is the truth. And all of it's true, but it's just not <laughs> your America. <laughs> and that pisses you off. This is fucking ridiculous. Like, it's incredibly, like, I mean, I want to rest a bit of optimism, maybe, on, you know, these couple of pages on TikTok where, you know, there are still a wealth of, you know, kids between the ages of like 12 and 17 that are doing these backdrops on TikTok where they're like exposing their fucking dad or or talking about some stupid shit that a politician just did or said. Like, I think that more kids, uh, more young people are interested in getting the truth on their own terms and not being stupid. Yes, mm-hmm. a lot of you are still successfully raising bigots and idiots. Yeah. Um, but I think that there are more visible uh, young people <laughs> that are actively trying to do better and think better. And I also think that a lot of them are probably looking at politicians like this and thinking, you know what's really, really damaging? You know this like what's really a concern for (laughs) me and my other students is just like being able to come to this place that we call school and not having to worry about dying in it. Wow. I'd really love it if maybe instead of like the countless classes that are taught in each of these schools, I'd, I'd prefer if maybe we prioritize, I don't know, preventing any old body from coming in here and shooting the fuck out of us. I'd prefer mm. if many of these same politicians that are so worried about me being indoctrinated into realizing that America is rotten and its institutions are are illegitimate. I'd prefer <laughs> if they didn't use plans like giving us a pail of stones to use as our defense against a fucking assault <laughs> rifle. I think yeah. that should probably be where we start in terms of how things are going in American schooling. Young people are thinking this while you're trying to convince them and adults in Florida and elsewhere that critical race theory is what is like damning them and it's teaching them to hate each other. Right. It's funny because the actual indoctrination is what y'all teach kids right now. Right. To love and, and accept America and that everybody is the same and it's all, you know, thank thank God for Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. because he fixed racism and also, we had a mixed president. Don't forget that part. So, you know, America, fuck yeah. Everything's great and always has been. Like, that's the actual indoctrin- indoctrination. And to say we won't teach you <laughs> anything about how race really works in this country. And then to be like, and that would be teaching our children to accept things uncritically. Like, it's just, it's really wild how the Republicans can just string words together and not care at all about whether they make any sense when put in that particular order. Because their constituents ultimately don't give a fuck because they're all about the racism. And so the fact that this doesn't make any goddamn sense, nobody cares because they just want the racism. Yeah. And you just, I'm sorry, it, it would be Florida, but they're not the only ones, but it would. Be. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, this country is really. <laughs> I'm not surprised or moved when I read the state. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how, how is America still standing? Like, how? Racism. Who is it? I mean, but this cannot possibly last forever. Who is in charge? Take it away, Jesus. I mean, America's still standing because we built it really, really well. And we have the nerve to still live here and pay taxes and like have pride <laughs> in that. And like, want to stay alive. Yeah, That's our fault. <laughs> like demand 
equality and equity and like respect. Child, what and was all we those thinking? Things. Yeah. <laughs> that was our bad, evidently. I guess. Seems that way. Yeah. <sighs> Fuck Governor DeSantis. Florida, you're absolutely ridiculous. This is why you look like a flask penis. And <laughs> nobody respects you. <laughs> nobody respects you. Even other racist Republicans laugh about how fucking ridiculous Florida is. You bring me shame day to day. And it's truly, as I've said, Black culture and Disney World that keeps my pride (laughs) in that place alive. That's really it. Because Black Florida is, is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. The music, the food, the Battle of the Bands, the classics, the HBCUs. Black right. Florida is pretty great. And then there's the swamp people. And then there's the rest of you. Yes. So, doing great, guys. Great, great job. <sighs> love it, love it, love it. <laughs> it's just like, who the fuck? You don't believe this. Just say Nanana Boo Boo. Just say that. <laughs> just print that. Make that the, the statement. <laughs> right. Stop playing with us. Stop lying to our fucking faces. Like, I'm not the dumbass Republicans who support you. I'm not going to fall for this because I know what words mean. And I know <laughs> I know the truth of this country. I know how things actually work. And you do, too. That's why you, you are writing it into law that too. it can't be taught. You know exactly. And you do, too. Stop it. Too. It's like... I'm not going to pretend like you don't notice. I used to have a theory that the, like... I don't even think it was my theory, but I used to just say all the time, like, they say these nonsensical lying ass shits to drive us insane, you know, to like gaslight the community and to like really break us. And lately, I think that it's just like, it's part that and it's also part, hey, guys, this is the lie. (laughs) Like, I feel like, I feel like. It was all a lie. (laughs) It was, are you doing the Carly Red meme? You're disgusting. (laughs) She lied. You guys. You guys, it was all a lie. It was all a lie. She lied. (laughs) That word meant, she's ridiculous. But like, yeah, I feel like they come out and they're like, racists. This is what we're saying. Like, Mm -hmm. When you go down to the the sports bar and the PTA meeting, um, and you know the Klan rallies, this is what we're this is the excuse we're using. We have to be a united front. So when we start lying, this is what <laughs> <laughs> this is what we're saying. Yeah, here's the intro lie. Because <laughs> if you notice, it's like even when forty five was in office, and, and even now, like. They would just repeat all the rhetoric that was coming from him and and everybody else on the conservative mm-hmm. side that, you know, was spouting the bullshit that they agreed with or believed. It would be stuff that they didn't even make sense. This nigga told y'all to drink Fabuloso, basically. Like, didn't he tell you to, like, chug bleach at some point? And the girls were like, what's the problem? A little bit of Clorox? What's, what's the issue? It's clearly, like... It cl- kills anything, yeah, girl, including every cell in your body. If including you including you, sis, yeah. <sighs> I mean, by all means, have at it. But I'm not gonna stop you. I'm just saying. I think that lately, lately, I've just been thinking that it's like 
hey guys, this is the lie. Yeah. Um, but it is a lie nonetheless. Um, and I just think that it's incredibly ridiculous that we're at this point where it's like we're not even going to edit the textbooks to say what we want them to white say. We're just going to stop writing. <laughs> <laughs> just don't write about black anything. Why is that so true? <laughs> God damn, this place is crazy. <laughs> can't beat it, kill it. <laughs> oh, God damn, please. It's the American way. Oh, and last but not least, this one's very, very fast. I've been reminded VE3 that Avatar is coming back. Not the last airbender, but James Cameron? James, yeah. James Cameron's Avatar. I think that the new movie is like around the corner and I believe that they also signed on to do like another three or four Avatar movies. Um, And this is upsetting me and my homegirl because The Last Airbender (laughs) is also coming back in many ways as well. And one of the things that was annoying when the initial Avatar film came out and did really well is that people would confuse when I'm talking about this really great show, they would be thinking I'm talking about this fucking stupid movie that's basically just Pocahontas. And that's not Mm. the case at all. (laughs) To the point where even sometimes Avatar, like the creators of the series that I'm sure was first, would change the way that they would refer to the show or anything like that because they just didn't want there to be confusion. So now I feel like the confusion is about to come back because Avatar is also coming back. And I think ultimately y'all are about to realize that it was never all of that spectacular in the first place. What was great about it was the technology at the time and like the design, the the design of the creatures and the world was really, really beautiful. The story was Pocahontas. Have you seen Avatar? Um, I saw one and a half episodes. No, not the series, the film. Oh, no, definitely not. The it, one with the big blue creatures? It's Pocahontas. Oh. <laughs> well, no, I definitely will never see it. I mean, I was already incredibly uninterested, but no. Mm-mm. It's it's just Pocahontas on That's another planet. That's not for me. Where some more white people from Florida, probably, are like, hey, <laughs> let's kill all of these people that bit. It's colonization, the film. It's literally Pocahontas. So... I don't even know why we need this uh, besides money because it was like the highest grossing film of all time at one point or something. It just did. It made a lot of people a lot of money, I believe. And so that's why we're back here. And I don't think that we need to be. And now we're going to do the whole thing of which avatar are we talking about? The good one. (laughs) I'm done. Oh, Lord. All right. That wraps up this week's episode of The Read. Check us out at thisistheread.com and at thisistheread on social media. Um, thank you to Young BBQ for being a part of our most recent merch campaign. Um, yep. That is just amazing to me that we actually, you know, got her to do that. So, yeah, that was thank you again for lending your talents. And I would tell y'all to go get the merch, but shit is already sold out. So, Never mind. Um, <laughs> I have and thank some you ideas, again. Though. I was just talking always. to uh, Alex about some new merch ideas. Oh, great. You Can't know, I rarely wait. come up with the ideas for the merch anyway. It's usually like, that's her baby. I'm just like, show me what it looks like. I'll tell you. I'll give you my like, opinion. Listen, because if it was up to us, we would do precious little <laughs> merch. We're not doing that. But. Yeah, I, I just can't told wait her, to see. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you, see you some sketches later. <laughs> yeah, but 
you know, a little debauchery, a little something cute. Okay. Fun yeah, for the some house shit, perhaps. The girls would be excited. <laughs> I go for, I, I, I try to be unisex. I try mm-hmm. to, like, I like stuff that I feel like anyone can wear. Um, but then, like, I don't think that people consider the biker shorts unisex. They don't? I, I thought they were. I, I feel like... I feel like I mostly just saw girls wearing the biker shorts. But they also say break up with him. him. I mean... <laughs> the guys and gays. But I feel like I didn't even right, see a I'm lot like, of the I gays. Mm, well, because the gays not breaking up with nobody. Oh, yeah. Well, fuck <laughs> y'all said, too. said, no, don't do that. Don't do that. But yes, can't wait to see whatever it is that you and Alex are over there <laughs> cooking up in y'all's I message, but... Yeah. Anything else before we get out of here? No. Thank you for listening to the podcast as usual. We're very grateful for your continued support and things. All right, y'all. Take care of yourselves. We will see you next week. 